Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode bring a whole bunch of industry influencers to you so that we can help create stability and find opportunity in just about any market, including the craziness of COVID and what we're dealing with now. Um, today, we have a fantastic visitor with us, and, uh, and, and I'm just going to jump right in um, and, and introduce him. For those of you that are just logging on, you're joining, we'd invite you to engage, uh, leave comments, ask questions. Uh, participate, answer each other's questions if, if we miss it and aren't getting to it. Um, that's always a great way to to pull more out of the show is to participate. So um, today our our guest uh, is Daryl Davis. And I've known Daryl for a very long time. Uh, Daryl started his real estate career when he was 19 years old in Long Island, New York, which already gives him a tremendous amount of authority because that's a tough market. Uh, he quickly climbed the ladder and became the top producer, averaging six transactions a month. Then he became a licensed broker and managed a new office that became the number one listing and selling branch within its first six months of operation. He's the best-selling author with uh, McGraw-Hill Publishing for his book, How to Become a Power Agent in Real Estate. He is the founder of the only year-long real estate coaching program, the Power Agent Program, which has proven results of agents doubling their income over the previous year. Daryl's one of the few real estate speakers to have earned the certified speaking professional designation from the National Speakers Association. It is, uh, it is the speaking profession's international measure of professional platform skill, which is held by less than 2% of all speakers worldwide. Um, one, more, one more thing I want to know about Daryl. I've heard Daryl speak in a, in a variety of different things, and I know people can see you and they're waiting for you to speak, but... Um, my daughter started softball today, Daryl, um, and and awesome. something and and there's a story that Daryl uh, tells on stage about when his son plays baseball. You know where I you know the story. Yeah, and his son yeah, was nervous, yeah. and his son was nervous, and 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 that's when Daryl told him it's okay to have fear as long as fear doesn't have you. Um, and I heard that probably in 2007 from you, Daryl. So for the last, you know, 13 years, that was before I even have kids. But as my kids have grown and and I have a 10 year old playing softball now, um, I've used that I've used that statement over and over. And today she was super nervous, and and I'm able to tell her, hey, it's okay to have fear as long as fear doesn't have you. So get out there. And she did fantastic anyway. So um, anyway, so I, I, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for being here, Daryl. Thanks, Curtis. Thanks for bringing a tear to my eye by sharing that story. <laughs> yeah. Well, th th you know, I will tell you. You know, every speaker will tell you this. Like some, like sometimes we don't always know uh, if what we share is landing or if it's making a difference. I think most uh, speaker, all the speakers I know, they do speaking and coaching because they have a commitment and passion to make a difference in people's lives. Um, and the money is just like the second bonus. So it's nice to hear stories like that. Oh, so thank well, you. thank you. I, I mean, I, I could tell more than that um, from from seminars and conferences that we've done together or been at together. So, but um, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about real estate, real estate agents, yeah. and and yeah. um, you know, to just first, just talk to me about the market. I mean, what what's going on? How has coronavirus changed? the outlook and how you're coaching and training agents to, you know, and how you're helping them. Well, I got to tell you, Chris, that when um, the, when this coronavirus first came upon us, cause it, it did, right. There is, um, you know, as far as us civilian, us folks out here on the field of life, and I'm not talking about government, but us regular people like you and I, this, this just came to us. It just hit us, you know? And so I think at first we were all scrambling. Um, everybody was scrambling, you know, uh, every business. 
I was scrambling. All right, how are you? Like, I'm live seminars are being canceled. Uh, our students, our power agents are like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? Um, it felt like we were trying to learn how to fly a new airplane while building it at the same time. And uh, I think we've got to this place, the industry, that we are now, we know how to fly the plane. And, but maybe we need to build it a little bit better. So we're still flying it, we're still building it, but we're leveled off. Like we, we've learned, the first phase was learning all that we don't know. And we didn't even know we didn't know it. And so there was that distinction and awareness. And then we started to attack and say, all right, I need to learn this. I need to get better at this skill set. And we're starting to do it. So I, I think, uh, number one, where we are now, uh, as professionals is better off than before. Um, I, I, I said this uh, to, to a few people, it's like when you uh, lose a sense, you know, the five senses, taste, touch, smell, sight, right? If you lost, let's say your eyesight, we all have heard this, uh, that your other senses become stronger. The brain wants to compensate for it. Right? You smell things a little bit better. You hear a little bit better. And uh, I think that's what happened here. One of our senses as real estate professionals was face-to-face, belly-to-belly, showing property, doing open houses, and uh, sitting down across from a first sale by owner, doing a listing appointment face-to-face. So that was taken away from us. And uh, an important sense, we're in, we're in the people business. And uh, so how do, we, how do we be socially disconnected but still be socially uh, relatable, um, socially connected. How do we be socially, um, I'm, I'm messing up the, the term, socially distant, but being socially connected, right? So uh, I think we've become stronger because of that. I think we've learned that we've got to be more tech savvy. You know, Curtis, I don't have to tell you this. I, our industry, our profession, unfortunately, seems to be slow to adapt things from time to time. Like when... Uh, uh, you're probably too young to know this, but there was a day when MLS was in, in, a, in printed sheets of paper and it got delivered like mail. And then they went from sheets to books. And then it went from books to online, MLS online, then the internet. And I remember when we started putting listings on the internet and, the, and a lot of people in the industry got, got all twisted. Oh, we're sharing data and buyers won't need us because they can see it online. So we fought it. We fought it. And it's that kind of fighting that helped companies like Zillow become as strong as they did. And um, technology is another thing I think uh, we knew was important. Uh, like Zoom's been around for uh, nine years, go to meeting around for 10 years. So we were slow to adapt or, or to uh, uh, include technology in our business. And so this coronavirus said, okay, you better step up, puppy. You better reinvent your business. You get better base, better skill. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be out. There's some, boy, this is a long answer to a very short question. I'll let you talk in a minute, Curtis. Um, <laughs> no, because I got a lot I'm, I'm thinking over here. The companies that uh, didn't adapt, that didn't embrace, you probably heard of BlackBerry. You probably have heard of uh, Blockbuster. Or, uh, or AOL, America Online. These were companies that in their day, they owned the marketplace. I mean, America Online, you could email, you could, you could uh, have buddies, you can instant message. They were Google, Amazon, everything in one company. And they lost market share because they didn't step up and adapt and change and improve and compete with themselves. And so... This, I know our students, our power agent, you know, I, I have the coaching program, the power agent program. Our power agents, man, they're every Monday, they're on a call with me. How do I improve my skill? They're on webinars every week, too, because they're trying to improve who they are and challenge themselves. Anyway, that, uh, I got to take a breath now. I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, look, I, I, I agree with you. I think we're better off. And I think I think it advanced. I, I think they're. they're I also agree that that it forced agents to step up to the tech to the technology and learn the yep. tech. I also yep. think that there's an element of the consumers who uh, who were allowed agents to adopt the technology in a different way, and and so yep. 
if anything, so I agree with you. I guess my question is um, back to the original analogy of we're putting together a plane. We've kind of learned it. I guess I would throw in on that analogy, but yeah, but now we learned how to, we learned how to manage the quarantine and the isolation. Yeah. Now we're coming out of that. Yeah. And, and, and so now we're in this plane and now there's a whole different, you know, maybe the winds or maybe you're now there's a, there's, there's different terrain that you've got to navigate, whatever, in, however we play that into your analogy, but things are changing again. And so, and, and do you think that agents, it's made us better and some agents are going to continue in a new norm instead of trying to go back to the old norm. Mm-hmm. But, but we're kind of in this weird, feels like the last couple of weeks. And, and I mean, it's only been, I think, a couple of days since New York really opened up real estate. Um, or yeah. is that today happened today? And, and so there's still transition. And do you think, wh- what is the impact of that transition? And, and what should agents be doing now during that transition as they look into the future? Well, I, I think, um, first of all, the technology aspect uh, is go- one of those things that's going to stay with us, right? We're going to still uh, be doing, uh, Curtis, there's so many uh, agents that I talked to that said they'd be happy to never do a public open house again. You know, so there's certain things that our our industry, I think, has shifted. And that's why we keep referring it to it as the new norm. I, we, we, uh, our power agents, we call it the, the, the new real estate reality that we're in. And um, so I think where we are now is that there's still concern, though. Like I was talking to a loan officer just today on, on, on a personal deal that I'm doing. And um, he was like, oh, we're going into phase two in New York. I'm so excited. I said, I got to tell you something between you and me. I I don't care what the phases are because the virus doesn't know phase one, phase two, phase three. I'm going to go from my personal phase one to phase two when they find a cure or at least a treatment for this thing because it's still out there. It's just we've contained it a little bit better. So my point here, what I'm trying to say, Curtis, there's still homeowners that are concerned about letting people into their house, bringing the virus in. Right. They're still, you know, like I won't go to a movie theater. I don't know a lot of people that even if you could, would you want to? So we're still dealing with it, regardless of what the government does. Real estate professionals still still need to be sensitive to the, the customer, the buyer, the seller, and making them feel safe, right? I, well, I think that's a great, I, I think that's a great point. Uh, two points actually came out of that. I, I think you said, you said it more as a matter of fact. I, I, maybe I would add to that and say, if if agents aren't thinking of it as a matter of fact that tech is going to stick, like the technology now has to be a part of real estate and how we do business. Um, right. You said it very matter of factly, and I, and I agree. With you. I think there's still agents holding out that that once there's a cure, that everything's going to revert back to the you know February instead of instead of being new so i i agree the tech is going to stick um and, and gonna i love i'm going to tell you something else that's going to stick and this speaks to what you what you what you, your company represents which by the way uh, thanks for doing this for the industry you know this is great yeah um the a lot now you know curtis why you love me so much is because <laughs> I pushed the heck out of Red X because of all the skills. And, you know, some of my colleagues have niches that they focus on. You know, some focus on referrals, some focus on the top agent, but mine is FISBOs and expires. You know this. Right. And I'm passionate about that because for two reasons. Number one, these people, we know they want to sell. There's no ends or some buts. So that's now business, now money. But the second thing is that those people need a real estate professional and, and they don't, may not even realize it, especially the FISBO. But here's the thing that I think is sticking right now, Curtis. Our power agents are telling us that their finding, their first sale by owner, has actually never been this nice as they are now. And so we had a call. We were talking about it. I said, why do you think that is? Why do you think their first sale by owners are so much nicer? And one of them jokes said, well, it's probably because they, they're shut in. They're lonely. <laughs> they want to talk to somebody. And I said, no, that's really not what it is. What it is, is that 
just like when uh, what we talked about uh, learning how to fly the plane and build it at the same time, like us as real estate professionals, like we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. The first sale by owner was feeling that 10 times more. They're like, how do I sell my house? Should I sell my house? The unemployment, is somebody going to be able to buy my house? Where am I going to go? Like, like their anxiety level was 10 times greater. So they seeked out real estate professionals. In other words, there's a respect that buyers and sellers, civilians as I call them, have for us more than ever because now they see what we can right. do for them, what we can bring to the table for them. Like we've been, Curtis, we've been praying that the civilians would look at us like they look at a doctor or an accountant or a lawyer, like a professional. And I'm seeing, my students are telling me they're seeing that that has now really come to the surface. And I hope that this thinking and mentality will stick. So. I Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, yeah. And we're seeing that we're seeing an increased number of connections and conversations as people are reaching out to FISBOs and expireds and, and not every market, but in some markets we're seeing not just because everybody's home, uh, you know, but people are spending more time on the phone. You always talk about uh, the 60 second hump on a phone call where, where people got to stay on the phone. You think you got to get to it fast, but you got to build rapport and, you're smiling because yeah. I remember this stuff, you know. I, I'm, so, I'm so impressed. You remember my stuff better than some of my students. I mean, that's, that's like a 60-second conversation. It's not a standard part of my training. That's like once in a while. Right. Well, but, but, you know, again, if people are with that respect that you're talking about, the opportunity to stay on the phone 60 seconds or longer to build enough rapport, to make a connection, is yeah. more possible now than it has been before. Yes, absolutely. There's, it, 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 I can almost say, and for the people who wonder what we're talking about, that 60 second hump, especially when it comes to the for sale by owner, they're usually real uh, tough and angry or defensive in the first 60 seconds. If you can stay on that, like a bull in one of those cowboy saloons, if you can stay on the bull for 60 seconds, it totally changes their attitude and stuff. But like, so to finish that, like in this market, Curtis, it's probably more like a 15 second hump now. Like there isn't that, oh, you're a realtor, oh, but then they realize, hey, all right, let me talk to you. Um, but yeah, so good stuff. I, I also think there's a curiosity from the consumer side uh, because even as I'm looking and I'm reading articles to, today, for example, the new unemployment came out. Stock market responded very positively to that. The, the unemployment rates were much, much lower than we thought that they were going to be. Uh, yep. and, and But then you click around in a few articles and news because they want attention. They want to retain your attention. Even though that's very positive news, it's getting drowned out a little bit by by saying, well, unemployment is still higher than it ever was at the peak of mm -hmm. the, the Great Recession and, and right. doing these numbers. So consumers are confused. What is going on? in yeah. the market. And, and so I think there's a curiosity that's creating an opportunity to have a conversation. Um, so I, I, I agree. I, I, well, you know, there's one of the things that, that we've realized too, about why, when you have this kind of unemployment rate, you know, why has real estate still stayed strong? Um, and, you know, I'm not an economist. This is not my 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 wheelhouse. I'm not a futuristic guru. I'm just a listing and selling sales guy. But if I were to take a guess, <clears throat> it's because the inventory, like, for example, I know Long Island because I'm always looking to buy myself investments. The 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 saturation rate was five months before the virus. Now it's two months. So the inventory is so low, that's what's helped maintain our industry to stay strong. Now, I do think once we get uh, some stability here in this new norm and this new real estate reality, homeowners who were thinking about selling and decided not to because this whole thing, the pandemic was such a scary thing, uh, I think they're going to eventually come to market and we'll see more inventory and and we'll see more growth. And uh, so there's more good stuff to come. Well, I, I hope so. I'm optimistic as I, as I look 
to the future and look at some of those things. As as we do look at that, not that I'm shifting, but playing on that, as, as things continue to change and we've figured out how to navigate these planes or the plane um, in, in uncertainty, what are there new skills that a real estate agent needs to learn or is it the same bucket of skills? My, my question, what, what do real estate agents need now? Skills they need to succeed right now. Okay. So, you know, cause you've attended a lot of my stuff and my power agents know this, that, um, there's okay. Well, there's several ways I can answer this boy. I can, I can go into a whole training program right now with you. So I'm trying <laughs> not to. Um, what, what, one of them is that, um, the skill set is still using, uh, this is what I'm known for, right? Stories, metaphors, and analogies that whenever we want to explain a powerful concept to a homeowner, or when we want to explain it to a buyer, we want to handle an objection. We want to use a story metaphor analogy. Like for example, when I just said about learning how to fly a airplane and building it at the same time. That's an analogy. Like we'll get off this call. People will probably be like, okay, I totally get that. Right. So this is, so that skill set is an old skill set that will still be a skill set, no matter what's happening. Whenever you're trying to explain uh, the power of virtual tours, whenever you're trying to explain showings, you want to use that metaphor analogy. I'm not going to go through any of those. Let me jump to the other thing. The other one is technology, right? So the technology, okay, here's here. If I were going to categorize the three skill sets, it would be this. There's the attitude skill, there's listing and selling skills, and then there's business skills. Those are the three skill sets that an agent needs to be a, a real strong real estate professional. The attitude skill is be, if you're not feeling it, it, it doesn't matter. You ain't going to do it. If you're feeling depressed or worried or fearful, you know, you're, it's going to impede you. Your attitude dictates your altitude when it comes to your production. And attitude, like Zig used to say, it's like taking a shower. You don't do it once in a while. You got to do it every day. So your attitude, you got to wash out the negativity. So attitude skill. This is why people like me and my colleagues, why coaching programs are so important. Because like Curtis, we have... We added to our program because it's like the, it, it's the, it's the best price coaching there is in our industry because of what people get for $27 a month. It's ridiculous. But one of the things we added, I think it was about a year ago, was weekly calls on Monday. I wanted to experiment it, uh, with it and we didn't raise the price. I can't ever take that away, now, Curtis. That's like such an important part of our program because every Monday it's like taking an attitude shower, right? It sets the tone for the power agents. All right. So there's the attitude skill. There's the listing and selling skills, how to do a listing appointment, how to show property, how to negotiate offers. That's the um, belly to belly, face to face money, whether it's on the computer or not kind of stuff. And then the third is running your business like a business. How to manage your money, how to manage your inventory, thinking like like one of the things, Curtis, I've always said about listings, it's uh, you've heard me do the shoe store where if you're going to sell shoes for a living, you do one of two ways. You can either take buyers out, you sh uh, who wants, I'm sorry, you either get a store and you get the shoes, you promote your store, then people come buy your shoes, or you find a buyer who wants to buy a pair of shoes and put them in a car and drive them from shoe store to shoe store trying to sell that buyer a pair of shoes, right? So it's better in, 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 in selling shoes for a living to have the store with the inventory. Well, that's how listings are right it's not just getting listings but it's building and maintaining inventory which is a big challenge now if you've got empty shelves that's a problem so this is why uh agents need to focus on that distinction anyway what was i'm sorry i just went off on a whole thing here i think the question was the skill set that an agent needs right yeah well and i and i think these are the skills the skill categories that need to persist kind of in any market though the uh that that doesn't seem like it was different before coronavirus that somebody needed attitude skills, listing and selling skills and business skills. Right. Right. So the, the, I think your question, thank you. The question was now after the Corona skills, what are some of the, 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 the Corona virus, what are some of the skill sets? So 
to me, the technology, in my opinion, is is one of the most important skill sets that an agent needs to get and maintain today. Like, for example, we've all talked about CRMs, contact management. Some people are like, what are CRMs? It's contact relationship management. Or I like to say CRM stands for keep reminding me to stay in touch with people. And um, but anyway, I know this. this anyway, so. CRM to me is one of the most important things. I don't understand why an agent or how an agent will run their business without that, how to do virtual presentations using Zoom or whatever the case is. And I, by the way, I just want to say something, Curtis, about the technology piece. There are some people that are scared about the technology aspect, you know, how this is, and they have to learn it and, and, and it's overwhelming and they need to be patient with themselves. They're not stupid. So anybody that's watching this, if you're afraid of the technology and you feel like you're not going to get it, just know you're not stupid. You just may not know how to do it now. You need to be patient with yourself. Do not give up. Look at your life. You've accomplished a lot. You're not stupid. You just don't know how to do it yet. And you will figure it out because you are smart. So anyway, this is one of the skill sets that agents need after coronavirus. Well, well and then... What technology do you think they need to be using then? Um, we pro, we did a whole we did a whole webinar just on these tech things because there's so many great there are great tech tools out there, but the basic one right now that agents should be mastering is stuff like this. These what we're doing over here, right? You're having you're using a highfalutin technology. You're not using Zoom. You're using something else that people don't need to know. But but Zoom to me, Zoom meetings. That's the one. That's the favorite. And, um, um, you know, you, you, there's little nuances to it. And so you have to practice that over and over again. I was just I just had I was talking to a friend, Joanne Mills. She's a top agent here in Long Island. She's she's getting listings now. She has the homeowner showing their, her the house with their phone. And then she gets on a Zoom meeting and with DocuSign and she's getting listings. She's never seen the house before. So this is the kind of technology that we need to get good at. So, and, and Red X. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot that plug. And Red X. Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was probably a softball question there, and I, I screwed it up. Red X. No, 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 no. That was, my intent wasn't to, to plug Red X. I think uh, there's oh, so, sure. I, Yeah. <laughs> No, but listen, wait a second, seriously. Anybody that's that's not part of using the Red X, you, you need to do that. I, I put I I I it's not because I'm on here with uh, to, with uh, Curtis, because because honestly, he's not paying me for this. So I'm saying this honestly because if 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 our business, if you gotta build a shoe store, inventory, we make money, we're gonna buyers and we're gonna sellers. If you need inventory, how are you gonna do that? You can spend a ton of money doing mailings and advertising, which is good if you've got money like that. But Fizbo's expires, costs no money. You need the phone number and you just call. This is why I love it because you can get two, three listings today in the next 30 days if you just did Fizbo's and expires. And this is a this Red X silver platter it gives to people, the Fizbo's, the expires, and the other leads. I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, so you know I love you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Not so shameless plug. Yeah. Um, Make sure you mail me $10 for the pitch. That, that's right. <laughs> so I, I want to go, you've, you've got attitude skills, listing skills, all, all of these things. You're adopting new technology. What about characteristics? I mean, an agent, I mean, what's different now? Uh, and maybe that plays into the attitude skills of, of what they do. It does. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Curtis, especially now, You know, this, listen, I don't want to get political or, or, or uh, it's hard for me not to, though, you know, but, you know, you see a lot of stuff on the news and, you know, a lot of the riots and the but the button and then there's some, you know, even after this whole um, George Floyd and um, then there's still there's still stuff on the news of, of cops. You know, it's on camera, like doing not not the right thing. Now, yeah, you know, like in every profession, not everybody's bad. There's a few bad apples, but 
you would think after something like that, you would still you you wouldn't see continue to see it, you know. But I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that people's patience is really worn thin. Even the police officers, these guys that are being called to put out riots and the tension and the stress, and they're not they're working double, whatever. So my point is, there isn't bad people uh, always. Sometimes it's just because we've been locked in, we've been sheltering in, and it's stressful and it's wearing our patience. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make, Curtis, is now more than ever, patience is an important skill set. Giving people permission to be the way they are and the way they are not. Because when we judge others, it drains us and it makes us crazy. Because when people aren't being the way we think they should be, it increases our stress level, which makes us ineffective as human beings. Stress makes us ineffective as human beings, regardless of what your profession is. So I think right now, more than ever, what agents need, that skill set is patience. You know what? I, I like cake. That's why we that's that's why we do Zoom calls from you know from here up. I you know a lot of us a lot of us have put on the COVID 40. That's right. That's right. And uh there ain't nothing better than a slice of cake and some milk for me, baby. And um so we made a cake in the house um last week. It took it takes 28 to 32 minutes to bake a cake, Duncan Hines. You can't rush that puppy. You can't do it in 10 minutes. If, it, if, if the recipe says it takes 28 minutes to 32 minutes, it takes 28 to 32 minutes. That's the recipe. Right. And everybody has their own recipe to success in real estate. And you have to be patient. You can't try and speed it up. You can't stare at the oven, expect it's going to cook faster. Patience. Patience. You know, when a farmer plants a seed, he doesn't stare at the field waiting for the seed to grow. He knows it'll take time. He's got to do his part, right? He's got to water it. He's got to fertilize it. He's got to cultivate it. He's got to take care of it. But over time, it will reap rewards. And that's real estate. You plant your seeds. You work program. You do the right things day in and day out. Sun, sunrise to sunset. And eventually, you'll, you'll, you'll have a crop of, of production. You know? So patience. So, so what do agents need to be doing right now? Uh Right now, I think, number one, if they don't have a CRM, they need to have a CRM. That's number one. Number two is they should be prospecting every single day of planting a seed. Every time that they talk to some a civilian, you know, every time they talk to a civilian, that's planting a seed. You know, Curtis, the, I, I say to our power agents, this coronavirus, this is our disease in our industry. And what I mean by that is, the government, every state was telling everybody to do almost every state, telling people to do what? Shelter in. Shelter right. in where? Your home. So to me, this this has been this is our industry was made for this. Like this is this is where people I've seen so many commercials now where they're saying that home is more important than ever. People have appreciated their homes more than ever. People also see the the, the flaws. More than ever, I got to tell you something, Curtis. I'm I've I've sped up my timetable to sell my house and go buy another house because I've been in this house for so I'm like I can't stand. I want I want another house, a better house. So I'm telling my power agents that people actually create postcards that say, "Let me help you find your shelter in dream home." Right. And yeah. uh, so going back to what your question was, what an agent should be doing right now is they should master their CRM. They should master consistent follow-up using their CRM. We have a CRM for our power agents. It's called Power Builder, Curtis. You don't know this. We launched it in January, and 20% uh, of our members have already adopted the, um, the CRM. It's pretty awesome. They love it, and it does social posting, customizing the postings. for the, It creates a landing page. It creates websites. There's follow-up campaigns, so much to it. It's incredible. We're very proud of it. But anyway, so the CRM is what they should have. They should have a follow-up system for their, their farm, their clients, past clients. They should be talking on the phone twice, two people a day. 
seeing how they are, calling a physical, calling expire, calling a pass, calling a neighbor, some two calls a day, five days a week, take two days off from doing that. Um, and that's it. Those are the, because I'll tell you something, Curtis, if people do that, the rest will just follow. See, it's not that complicated. See, if I wanted to lose weight, if I wanted to, I, I've been on the diet so many times. If you look at the scale, you're going to get frustrated. So how do you lose the weight? You, you, you focus on the activity, not the goal. You focus on the activity, not the result. Because sometimes when we look at who we are, where we are today, and we look at where we want to be tomorrow, we see a huge gap and the gap drains us. So sometimes, I, I'm not saying not to have goals, but don't focus on the goal. The goal is the goal. What we focus on is what's right in front of us. If we focus on the activity for today and you do the right activity tomorrow and you do it the next, then the results will show up. So if an agent just called two people a day and they did that and don't worry about nothing else, then listings will just come. They'll just, that'll just happen. Anyway. Well, and, and, and if, you, if you call 20 people a day, it still may take as long for the listings to come, but they might come more consistently and in more abundance. Right. Oh yeah. I, I know, I know we've got some, you're right. We've got some agents. I know you and I both know them. They're animals. Like they, they'll, they'll, they'll schedule two hours a day. They got a headset. They got their red X. They got their storm dialer and they're banging out those 20 calls a day. Right. You're yeah. absolutely right. I'm talking to the, to the other professionals that they're afraid to even make one. Well, well and the, there's a lot of people that are that are paralyzed either with fear or you know paralysis by analysis they're trying to figure things out too much what what i think about the two is is it, it may give a lot of people hope to go oh I, I could do that i could start doing that again exactly, and exactly. And, you know you don't have to do five hours a day right now just curtis start. if it watches the people that are watching right now that are not big lit what what would happen? This is not everybody. Like we've got some top agents. You you know this. Like twenty percent of the agents do eighty percent of the business. The top agents they don't need to be told to call. They they're probably calling while they're watching this video at the same time. They multitask. But the majority of the agents. What would happen to your business if you just called and spoke to two people a day? That's sixty a month. Sixty a month. Do you think you might pop a few listings of sales if you spoke to sixty people a month? Come on. So yeah. Anybody can do two, two a day. So, so what, who do they call then? Well, the FISBOs, the expires. The other thing that, that, that I'm big on, which we didn't talk about, you have in the RedX system also pre-foreclosures and houses for rent. I'm not going to go to the pre-foreclosure conversation because that's a different, uh, that's like, that's just different. Uh, from the traditional FISBO expired houses for rent. I love houses for rent, especially now because what I'm hearing and seeing is that the people that got hit the worst in this real estate, this new real estate reality is commercial properties because these commercial units, these, these rentals, like they're not paying their mortgage, they got a uh, mortgage uh, forgiveness for now. But they're not going back. There's so many people that we were looking at buying a commercial building. And I'm like, you know what? I'm running the business virtually. Why would I, I put that to the, create that expense for us, right? So commercial is taking a huge hit. Anybody that follows the commercial side will tell you that. All right. The second is the investor, the rentals, the traditional rental, right? So you've got people out there that own these homes, Curtis, that are advertising to rent their house and they're not getting the rent. And so they're bleeding cash. They've got the mortgage payment they're paying. There's nothing coming in. They've got this coronavirus. Then we have riots. We have this unemployment. There's a lot of uncertainty. So what I'm saying here, Curtis, another place for the agent should be calling are those houses for rent. And you say to somebody, listen, I know you're trying to rent it, but if I had a buyer who's willing to buy the property, take it off your hands, and maybe you made a few dollars in the process, is that something you'd be interested in? Well, it depends on how much I would get. Well, why don't I do this? I don't mind. When we find the time, we can actually sit down. You can show me the unit through the phone, and then we'll have a little conversation about how I can best help you. Maybe there is a way I can get you and get out of this property. So there's a way to generate some leads that way too. Right. Well, and 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 um, 
I, I don't want to spend too much time on on what RedX products are, but but on that category of, of rentals, you know, you, you look at what's going on in the marketplace of of the unemployment rates and the unemployment insurance and and actually rent delinquents were not too bad in May, but that unemployment insurance is going to run out <laughs> in July. And and if and and you better believe that investors and, and landlords and people are going, what am I going to do in July? <laughs> so I'm collecting rent now, but but what 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 happens then? And and what we're seeing is a, a lot, just to your point, a lot of them are going, I better just maybe I should just get rid of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Yep. So well, um I I wonder back to these people you're calling. So you you got the the Fizbo's expires for rents. All of these people is so the two people. I'm just trying to get nitty gritty into the you know because sure. I want people to walk away. Two people a day is all. Is that in addition to who you should be contacting in your CRM and your sphere of influence? No, that would be I, I that would be anybody anybody that's not your your mother or your sister your brother right. So the neighbors the dialogues that we gave our power agents, Curtis, I mean, it's not as re relevant now, but it can still be tweaked. Okay. We, we were telling them to just call the neighbor and say, hi, this is Daryl Davis, Power Realty. How are you? The reason why I was calling is, you know, I, I, this is the market that I work as in your neighborhood. And because this is obviously troubling times and I'm just calling to see, are you guys okay? Do you need anything? And the reason why I ask that is because as a real estate professional, I'm connected to everybody and anybody. So usually there's people that need some kind of help or some kind of service and they're not sure where to go. And I have all these relationships and I just want to make myself available. We care about the community. We want to help you any way that we can. Are you guys okay? So it really was just a, a community service call to people. So which, by the way, that's a lot that we've seen, right? We've seen a lot of community uh, growing, like, yes. um, right? Because, again, what, what did I say about the senses? By the way, there was another analogy. Right. When we lose one of our senses. Okay. So one of the senses that we lost was we had to become socially distant. So what to compensate for that, we became more socially connected and we're, we've seen that through the use of technology with Facebook groups, with uh, emails or to the telephone or FaceTime. So anyway, uh, to, going back to that nitty gritty, two calls a day would be FISBOs, expireds, houses for rent, your farm area, your community, your past clients, your friends that you haven't talked to in a year or two years. Um, reach out to them. I was thinking about you. You know, the... You know, home has become more important than ever, but I realize so is my friends and family, and I haven't spoken to you in a while. I just want to reach out, see how you're doing. I, and uh, that's it. I, I, so just to inject something here. Sure. You just gave somebody a little gold nugget there. We hear a lot. People go, I'd call my sphere of influence, but I don't know when the last time I talked to him was, and I, I, I don't want to be salesy. I don't. They need a reason to call, and and I think that uh, I think that this crisis offers a, a pretty amazing opportunity or, or reason for you to reach out to people, and and you kind of you went fast through that. I think the script that you gave your power agents is really a great reason to call people um, to to say I'm connected, I can help, I want to I want to be available. Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't sound salesy. It doesn't sound, in, it sounds authentic and real. And, and I think that's a great script that people should, should be using if, especially if your reason for not picking up the phone and making calls is because you don't know what to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, this is, you know, Curtis, one of the philosophies that we teach our power agents is uh, th there's a few, one of them is we don't sell people, we serve people. We don't close people, we coach people. And, and, um, and you know, when it comes to calling FISBOs or expireds, this is my strength. And you've, you've seen me do that. Yep. And the, um, 
the commitment that we tell power agents is to call people not to get business or to close them, but it's to just build a relationship with another human being. And that's all it is. You know, if you if you just call people that you haven't spoken to in a while and the commitment is just to get reconnected, the business will follow by itself. Any top producer that any of us have ever met has seen, they don't do real estate, they are real estate. They just are in relationship with people. They attract people. People want to do business with them because of who they are being, which is they just love real estate. And it just oozes out of them and it just comes natural. They don't have to think about how to close or how to ask for business. They are real estate. We are human beings first. And real estate is what we do as part of who we are. So, yeah. So we just got to call people and build that relationship and get reconnected. That's it. The real estate part comes by itself. Thank you. Uh Two, two more things, Daryl. Actually, three more. I've got three more things. One is um, I just wanted to ask if you, you know, any, any parting kind of advice for agents during this time to, to be able to see the opportunity to, to, to create stability in this chaos? Yeah. So one, I don't know if we have it on the board. Oh, we do. Because we, we, we are at the board every so often. Can you see that? I can't see. It's. Do you see what that says? Yep, yep, we can see it. Breakdown equals breakthrough. So one of my parting things is that what we tell power agents is that um, in, the, in, the, in the Air Force, they have, Curtis, what's called the test pilots. And what a test pilot's job is, is when there's a new piece of equipment, a plane built, the test pilot, think about having this job. Their job is to get in this new equipment and push it beyond its limitations, go past where it's supposed to go. Now, the reason why is because the test pilot's job is to find a breakdown in the equipment. Why? Because then the scientists and the engineer, they take that breakdown and turn it into a breakthrough. They make the equipment better. As a matter of fact, you can almost argue and say you can't have a breakthrough without first the breakdown. So my advice to power agents, I'm sorry, all agents in this time, is if you're in breakdown, the opportunity is for you to have a breakthrough, to become stronger, but you've got to look for that. You've got to look for the breakthrough. You've got to cause the breakthrough. It won't happen by itself. Otherwise, you're going to get under the covers and not want to get out of bed. That's my, my thing for that. What's your Thank other you. two? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So um, uh, the next, the, the, the one thing is you've mentioned power agents. You've mentioned that quite a bit. Um, I wanted to know if, if how people could take advantage of that or look into that if they had more questions uh, around around your power agent program. Yeah, we're we're uh, right now we're planning on raising price tremendously because we've added all this new stuff. We have. Uh, hundreds of customizable forms that are part of the program. It's just, Curtis, it's incredible. And uh, but right now during this coronavirus time, we're, we're we're doing some really incredible specials that people can lock in before we raise the price. But anyway, the website to go to, they'll see it, is Daryl Speaks, D A R R two R's Y L DarylSpeaks.com forward slash trial. So they go there, they're gonna. So yeah, I see some really cool stuff. Go ahead. And, and 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 if you're okay, we'll post that URL in the comments for people, sure. and they can go there, and that'd be that'd be that'd be good. Um, and then the last thing I wanted in with, besides just my my express my gratitude for the time that 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 you shared with us, um, is something that you used to talk about, and. Uh, <laughs> I hope it was regular enough that we're on the same page here, but used to talk okay. about the future version of yourself that you're, that, that you want the future version of your business already exists. Ooh. Right. And you used to use an analogy from Tar Star Trek and, and, and that I, I thought given, given the situation, everything going on, I thought that would be a great place to end kind of all the things we talked about today. So, so what Curtis is talking about, ladies and gentlemen, 
because I and you're right, I haven't talked this in a while either. I'm just blown away how much you remember my stuff. And um, is that the normal way how we operate is we set our goals in the future. We and how we set our goals is we look in the present and we say, all right, what don't I have? And let me, if I have this, this, and this, I will be happier, thinner, richer. And so we work towards a future trying to get to that thing that we want. Whereas another way of looking at it is don't think of trying to make it happen, but come from this place of it already exists in the future. You just have to help bring it into the present. And the example that I use is Star Trek. And um, that back in the 60s, William Shatner was Captain Kirk. I wish I had this. Oh, yeah, I do. So anybody that's, see, some of the young kids, Chris, they may not appreciate this. I'm going to have to think of new analogies. But back in the 60s, uh, the 60s Star Trek, Captain Kirk, when he wanted to talk on, uh, to the ship, he would open up a communicator. And if you look at the communicator, it looked just like a Motorola flip phone. And uh, most of us have, you know, these touch screens, like the space shuttle, the SpaceX that just went up. They, they, it was a screen. There was no levers. Of, right, was a screen, right, right, right. Uh, listen, they had that in the 60s. And, and if you looked at Star Trek in the 60s, you say that's science fiction, laser beams and transports. Like, that's never going to happen, but it all happened. Because, so the question is, did, did it? We create that or did it already exist and we just hadn't figured it out yet? So my point here is I'm giving you a short-term version. We probably need longer time for this distinction there, Curtis, but that your life of you being uh, happy and energetic and making a difference in the world and your family working, like however you see your nirvana, your life, it already is. It just hasn't happened yet. And you have to be the catalyst to help bring it into reality. So that's it. Thanks, Daryl. Thank All you right, everybody Kurt. for your participation, for showing up. Um, we, we, we recognize that, that in some markets, things are tougher than other markets. So we don't mean to be overly optimistic, but we do know that we can find stability in our businesses and our lives. We can find the opportunity in any economic thing. And, and there's gonna be more economic consequence in the future as, as you know, we don't really know all of the economic consequence of what's going on now. But mm -hmm. but what we do know is uh, we can find opportunity to grow, to help people to succeed in it, regardless of what happens in the future. Um, Daryl, if you'll stay on after we close the show uh, just for a few minutes and we'll wrap up. Everybody okay. else, um, everybody else will be back um, on the 8th uh, with a podcast with Catherine Wren at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And so we'll see you on Monday at 1.30. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Chris.